0: that's right yes you're hearing right yes yes you are it's a rama in your ears so uh hello and welcome to head in the cloud the now famous podcast which is taking a world by storm it's actually not yet but it will um, uh, this week i am super excited to introduce um well a really really interesting person and a, a company i've been hearing a lot about um so we have we have Oshrat, Ashat Nia from Giant Swarm thank you so much for coming how are you?
1: I am well Uh, thank you so much for having me I'm very excited to be on this podcast today.
0: Good no worries well um, I thought the reason why I'm so excited to have you on is is two reasons firstly Giant Swarm are everywhere we're hearing loads about you guys we see loads about you guys at the events Um, so I'm really excited to find out a bit more about what your plans are for this year and beyond. Uh, and secondly, your specific role of sure being on the product marketing side, I think it's a really interesting take um, for us as well. We've got a lot of people in our network that would be really interested to get your insight into, I guess, the importance of that position uh, within a startup. And I guess from your side, what it is specifically you're doing and uh, the things you're involved with within the industry, which um, yeah, for me is in the most exciting place it's been. You know, it's it's buzzing. I'm getting so much energy from, from people already this year. So um, I guess... I'd like to start, if I may, at the top, which is to ask a very generic question, which is basically to give you an impossible question, which is what, what do you guys do and what do you stand for? What, it is, what is it that Giant Swarm are doing so well that's taking the world by storm?
1: Okay, uh, so Giant Swarm, uh, our tagline is uh, Beyond Managed Kubernetes, and uh, that takes on a few dimensions. Uh, we can start with the fact that um, we are... Not only manage the Kubernetes uh, installation of our customers, we also uh, basically become the infrastructure-facing SRE team. If you go back to uh, the Google handbook, uh, the Google SRE handbook. On the other hand, um, Kubernetes is now approaching six years old. Um, it's uh, slowly gaining traction, uh, or maybe we're even at the very end of the early adopters phase, and it's gaining wider recognition. And now we're seeing that uh, people that know Kubernetes are looking beyond only that, uh, which kind of gives b- power to the whole cloud-native stack. Um, so yeah, we're looking at managing that whole cloud-native stack, and not just the whole, not, not just the Kubernetes piece, uh, which in of itself uh, implies uh, so much complexity that um, that companies don't really need to deal with. But a very basic tenet of what we do is uh, we let c- companies focus on their core competency and um, leave infrastructure complexities out of it for them. Uh, and what do I mean by this? Uh, it ties very neatly into our founding story. Our founders, uh, three founders, uh, Henning Langa, Oliver Tillman, and um, Thibaut Der Stappen, Um <clears throat> This is their third company. And um, they they found in their last in their last venture that um, their 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 app guys their engineers were spending a lot of time on. Infrastructure. Um, they say that the numbers were 30% of the time. I can hear, I've heard engineers say that they're spending up to 50% of the time and sometimes more on infrastructure. Um, now, a person that does application development doesn't want to be doing infrastructure. If they had wanted to do infrastructure, they would probably be an SRE. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, this could lead to a lot of um, uh, a lot of personal dissatisfaction on the on the side of the engineers, and a lot of loss of productivity on the side of the companies because uh, engineers that they' that are paid to do one thing are actually doing something else. So um, this was the idea for the venture from our founders and they said, okay, why don't we take all of that complexity and and dirty work off the hands of the companies and let them focus on what actually generates revenue for them? which is their core competence.
0: It's interesting. I think there's a lot of common themes with this, uh, I guess, cloud native technologies. It's a, it's a great area. It's kind of where, I guess, big data was a few years ago. You know, where everyone was talking about it, but everyone wants the best bits of it, but quite a lot of people don't really understand what it is and, and what it can do, so I, I really, resonate with that um i guess the simplicity of, of of taking taking ownership of issues and allowing them to get on with their day-to-day and actually helping their businesses move forward that's um it's really cool well i guess you mentioned a couple of things on the company itself which i was going to cover i think the founders i think the story of the business is really interesting where where i guess are you guys at in your growth and, and what are your plans from a from a company's perspective i guess at least in 2020 what, what can we expect to see
1: Our plans for 2020 are to continue to grow. Um, I say continue because we more than doubled in 2019. Uh, So we want to grow our business with um, new customers, although uh, we've seen multiple growth engines. Uh, Really the first and most obvious growth engine is new customers, um, new logos. But there are additional uh, growth engines when it comes to existing customers. So some of our customers, since we target really big enterprises, um, some of our customers have these um, the setup where there are uh, daughter companies, sister companies, affiliates, uh, a company that serves m- multiple companies within a so so-called galaxy. So in that. In that, con- in, in that concept, what we think is to become uh, the blueprint um, project for digital native um, so that once they launch one project that works well, then uh, we would be the obvious default to launch uh, um, uh, um, the additional projects that are headed into cloud. Um, so that's one. We cultivate uh, those existing uh, partnerships. And another thing uh, within existing customers is uh, when we have a customer that is in, you know, ha- has learned Kubernetes well and have reached um, sort of a, I-, I won't say a plateau, but they've reached a certain competency within Kubernetes, within the basics of Kubernetes. Then yeah, they're they're seeking to achieve more with that setup. So we'll be looking at getting in more managed apps and uh, and maybe going into different geographic re- regions or doing um, a sort of uh, multi-cloud or hybrid cloud setup where they would have um, installations on-prem and within a public cloud provider and within multiple regions of those public cloud providers. But 2020 is definitely going to
0: be a year. Let me ask you this, from your perspective of of someone who's joined a you know, really exciting, progressive startup in in a in a role of product marketing. I guess I've got a general question which I want to ask you and get your advice on. But looking, my observation with you guys, which is why I'm so excited, is you seem to be doing things slightly differently in terms of firstly the, the approach to the technology, and I think that sort of holistic and evangelistic. Uh, thought process behind look you know there's multiple ways to grow a business and we need to be open-minded enough to to follow more than one route that's really cool secondly looking at where you guys are I think it's a really really interesting point we see time and time again very very similar patterns of growth in terms of locations and regions and and role types I think where you guys are really really differing is that you have that agility um, to say well look you know we can work remotely we have teams all over Europe already we have footprint in the US and it seems like you're taking that approach to kind of um, you know following, following the opportunity rather than simply saying we need to be in these, these places and, and make it work. So how does that relate back to your role as, as, as product marketing? because you know product marketing in a startup and, and the strategy behind that um, isn't always easy. So I guess how have you approached your role and, and I guess what, what are you what are you doing on a day-to-day basis um, with, with giant swarm to ensure that you're able to get behind that message you've just sort of resonated with there around how you guys are going to expand?
1: So, uh, firstly, I'd like to go back to something you said about uh, having distributed teams. Uh, it's not that we have distributed teams. We are a fully distributed company, which means uh, our teams are actually distributed. We have people within teams that can be in or are typically in multiple locations. Uh, and we make that work. And um, it, it serves the purpose of our um, uh, employee happiness. Um, but in general, uh, what we're doing around marketing and uh, you know doing our own thing and not not following um, in the footsteps of others is I, th- I think it can be drawn back to the fact that um, we're not VC based. Uh, we're bootstrap we're a bootstrapped company. Uh, we've been profitable for two years. Um, so we have this freedom to do things, As we see fit rather than uh, you know have to bow down to um, um, these um, directives that are brought on by VCs Um, I'm not knocking VCs at all but I'm saying that um, um, it's sort of more of a prescribed formula than the way that we do things Uh, specifically um, I've been at Giant Swarm for, this is my second year. Um, uh, my first year I did a lot of work around, uh, marketing fundamentals, uh, putting together, you know, messaging, uh, or maybe I won't, I didn't even put it together. I can't take, I can't take full credit for that, but, um, but form formulating or codifying the messaging, um, uh, that, uh, that we do, um, maybe putting together or articulating the buyer persona Better, so that we message to the market in a better way. Um, I've also um, I've also built the analyst relations um, um, practice up from scratch, which is, in my opinion, a very important thing uh, when you are headed towards a um, an enterprise or a big enterprise based customer base. Um, this year, my focus has changed a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at um, the product. Uh, we've grown to um, four, maybe five product teams now. Uh, communication is not as simple as it used to be. And communicating the value of the product is definitely not as simple as it used to be. Um, as ever, engineers really understand the value that we bring them. Uh, the thing is, is that when you, you do work with big enterprises, uh, the stakeholders within the buying process are not only engineers, and we have to make sure that each and every one of them really does understand the value that we as Giant Swarm does br- do bring them. And uh, again, it runs the gamut, as I mentioned before, between the happiness of the engineers themselves because they're doing what they like to do and what they were hired to do uh, towards, you, you know, uh, business velocity, which is, I think, what the business stakeholders care about a lot. And uh, and you've got the middle of, uh, you know, having the operational stability and resilience, uh, which, you know, makes up the hardcore piece uh, in between the two. So, yeah, uh, marketing is, uh, product marketing is a challenge, but uh, in In a startup, uh, it's basically you do what you get things done, you do what needs to be done, Uh, you you need to shift your perspective from time to time, and uh, you need to do anything uh, you can in order to get louder, uh, which is one of the reasons I'm here. So, uh, thank you again for having me.
0: I guess for for us, a big thing is sort of, I don't want to say diversity isn't necessarily a key thing, but cultural diversity for us is is a massive thing that comes up time and time again in startups and it just seemed to me that you guys seem to have got a really good blend of um you know having that as a as a sort of an ethos and the value that you seem to put at the top of everything else and i I, I agree with you i think it it reflects the industry as as a whole right if you think about where you know where cloud native technologies are making a difference it's in you know giving engineers giving day-to-day people a different way of being able to do things in a more simplistic way so why you know why have a an amazing idea for technology and then run your company in legacy, basically the equivalent of a legacy way. I think it doesn't make sense. So um, I just thought I'd make that point because it's something that we don't see too often. And it might well be, as you said, a mixture of the, of the lack of sort of a VC barking orders about size and, and where you need to be. But equally, I think it does say a lot about certainly you guys as, you know, the core, should we say less than, what is it less than 60? You know, you guys are setting the precedence for, for the, for the business as a whole. And, and as you guys scale, I'm sure that's going to be a repeatable process and a repeatable, sort of ethos that you guys grow on, which I think is really exciting for the industry. Um, yeah, can I, that, I can I can, I you know. latch
1: on to the whole cultural diversity thing? Because that's very, that's, that's key to what we do. Uh, since we yeah, are a fully yeah. diverse company, uh, a fairly a fully remote company, uh, everybody works from wherever they want, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So that allows, um, that allows us on the one hand to tap into uh, um, uh, talent pools all over, Uh, We're not Mm -hmm. limited to uh, a certain geography. And it also allows for a really interesting working model because uh, when you have um, – when you have these uh, the, these people, the, you know, you have you're, you're working on uh, with a product team, and you've got you know an architect from Poland, and 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 a solution engineer from Spain, and you've got your yeah. uh, platform engineers from all over the place, and and an SRE sitting in the UK. Um, you there's a there's a diversity in in the way people think and approach things, just you know just due to the cultural uh, differences. And it was, and it's very odd because it comes up in the weirdest places, not only in work, uh, mm-hmm. because, because we are, uh, fully distributed, uh, we do, uh, a twice yearly on site where, uh, the whole company is whole company or hopefully the whole company meets mm-hmm. and, and, and that, and ours was just last week, uh, where, um, I had these really, you know, these, these non-work-related discussions, where I I really could see the cultural difference, and and it was awe-inspiring because these are people I I still work well with, even you know even if there is that very very big cultural divide.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important, and you know we we see it, um, you know you see it within customers as well, right? You know certain markets are are very different in the way they, they interact, but um, I, I think that's a really really bold statement from you guys because so many companies are very quick to try and centralize or compartmentalize you know, uh, where they have functions of a business. And I think if you if you are truly going to be um, able to be an agile business and you can be reactive to to what customers need and, and where the technology goes, you need to be able to have that ethos. But it is easier said than done, right? So whatever you guys are doing is, is obviously working. And I think one of the other things I wanted to talk about was events and, and KubeCon is obviously the one that I think I talked to you about before as being, I guess, the impetus for us doing this. I think that comes across there as well. So I guess I wanted to get your take on what you're seeing at these events, where you guys prioritize, how how do you guys choose where you're going to be and what your personal, you know, observations are of these events and and how exciting you think 2020 is um, for such events as KubeCon or others. So what can you tell us about your plans?
1: Okay, so... um... Events have a two-pronged approach for us because, on the one hand, or especially KubeCon or, or you know, very or, or these in, in industry events, um, because a we go as a marketing initiative, uh, we have a booth, uh, we make the contacts, we you know we we hand out the swag, uh, we follow up after, so it's a very you know very um, um, I don't know funnel creating event. So and and it's a it's a very top-of-the-funnel event thing. On the other hand, um, we have our engineers go to these events uh, in order to uh, make the connections, in order to uh, learn more about things, in, in order to, to remain cutting-edge. Um, and that's very important. It's very important in the cloud-native ecosystem because a lot of it is open-source-based. And and you've got to be involved in, in, in making the contributions uh because it gives value both to the company and to the individual. Um, so a whole group of us people out of product are going to Contributors Summit uh, in, in, at, mm-hmm. at, at the next KubeCon um, yeah. beca- because that is useful to all around. Um and so, so we kinda of treat these things in two ways and, and, and I'm very excited because last time I was at KubeCon I was on the um on the quote quote unquote events side. I was doing the actual booth work. And this time I'm I'm going to contributor summit, I'm going to kind of to meet people out of the ecosystem and see, you know, make those connections that are useful to us, that keep us in touch with upstream so that we don't stray too far away from that in terms of our 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 product. And 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 an example is that we are re engineering one of our APIs now because something out of upstream has has come to maturation and we can take advantage of that and we don't want to go too far away from what upstream is doing.
0: Yeah. That's key as well, right? I think so much of this industry is is built on the community because you mentioned open source sort of nature of the of the technology itself but it is ultimately these people that are at the coalface doing their jobs day to day that are uh, you know obviously the ones seeing and hearing and feeling these these pressures and these these new things and therefore the creativity that comes from that is obviously iterations of, of where things go so I don't think you know I think there are a lot of companies out there I've personally seen that are too engrossed with you know, perfecting a solution, a shiny solution, which they can, you know, uh, fly straight into a bank, for example, but they lose sight of the fact that, well, if it's not usable and if you don't have the right ethos and you're not in the right places and the right communities, you know, you're not even going to be influencing the right people and therefore you're never going to get any kind of adoption. So I completely agree. Um, and I think, um, I think I'm excited this year. I just, even the last few years of going to KubeCon, I've just seen, you know, the, the uptake of, of, I guess, the, um, yeah, those self-developers, really, the guys you're talking about, the guys and girls from product and engineering, actually getting out, sharing ideas, meeting up for coffees, and just, you know, there's no such thing as a as a stupid idea at these kind of events. So um, I love even prolifer- proliferally being on the outside of that kind of creativity, and it's something I really want to get into personally this year even further. I have one other question, which is, please, can you save me a T-shirt? Um, I didn't mention Oh, sure. That Stop by
1: our booth, stuff. or I'll actually yeah. keep one. I'll hide one for you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll give you uh, the good the swag.
0: Money. Yeah, please do. Please do. I don't want any of the leftover stuff. Um, that's cool. Just jumping back to, to diversity as well, actually, just quickly on that. Um, Joe, actually, from your UK team, is actually going to be at one of our events in April. He's going to be on the board of, essentially, we're running our own internal diversity event where we're talking to some industry. Um, I want to say leaders and just people, you know, in these kind of really what I would say, you know, innovative and pioneering companies that really hold culture and diversity at the top. Um, and we're really lucky to have him coming along and actually sitting on the panel. So um, we're probably going to try and stream that, or at least get that on video as well. Um, so I will have to put some makeup on for that one, unlike today. Um, but yeah, going back to that, I think it's, it's really worth mentioning. So I think there'll be some follow up content on that as well. well
1: um, diversity is very close to my heart personally, and and. With Giant Swarm, the beauty is, and I think that ha- that is uh, the open source uh, paradigm or the self organizing paradigm. If 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 you care about something, you can move the needle on it within the company. You can make an impact. So in ter- uh, so when I joined in late 2018, there were two other women. Uh, we are now, I guess, um, I think twelve or ten.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, but what I'm saying is that. You can actually move the needle on things, and, and this is something that we, we care about deeply. So cultural diversity is obvious. Uh, gender diversity is a little more difficult in, in uh, infrastructure, and, and that's actually a debate that I opened, uh, and the guys hadn't even thought about that which is mm. why is it that there are software engineers in application, but not software engineers in infrastructure? Um, so so that's a question that we dealt with, and it was a, a really interesting conversation that we had.
0: Yeah, That's no, cool. It's really interesting. What I mean, what's your perception on, I guess, as a broad question here, the, 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 I want to say the future of the industry, but I guess for me, I feel like lines are really being blurred when it comes to, uh you know we talk about we just talk about diversity there culturally and uh, and gender-based as well but i just feel like the industry is becoming a lot more accessible and i think that's based on what we're talking about here that that open source paradigm the sort of community aspect of it you know even if you think back if i think back five or six years to very specific engineering roles within uh, certain technologies it was very inaccessible and and almost you have people that kind of look at some of these companies and they hear some great stuff but they're like well I, i can't see a direction of being able to get involved with that whereas I personally feel like the, the the walls are coming down somewhat, but what, where do you see this going, or this sort of whole movement and, and I guess cloud native industry wise, what, what do you think is next as a whole?
1: Well, in terms of diversity, I, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done. I mean, uh, um, and, and after that conversation that we have, I, I did find that the guys tend to be blind to challenges that, that. Women face, um, but but there's also you know there are also also inherent things that you can't really take away. And one of and, and one of the thoughts was that uh, possibly there aren't that many female SREs because uh, women do prefer working you know in in groups and they do prefer as as a whole. And again, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm failing here in terms of diversity mm-hmm. because I I'm, I'm speaking in generalizations. But um, but there's a more Uh, group aspect to, to, or, or people interface that many women prefer and that is not afforded when you work within infrastructure. And that's Mm -hmm. why most of our women are, are product owners, for instance, or, um, but, but that, that being said, I still feel that, uh, that inclusion is, is a very big piece of that. Uh, and, and, again in in kubecon in Barcelona last year um the booth next to us were a bunch of guys really big ones wearing black t-shirts now i'm sure that they didn't mean to look like the mafia but they did and and i kind of mentioned to 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 my 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 folks i i kind of mentioned that uh if i would find that booth quite intimidating to walk up to and um the tallest and biggest guy from Giant Swarm went and changed into a light colored t-shirt which is you know That to me kind of proves the point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it does. And I think I think that's really funny actually. A lot of a lot of KubeCon is, you know, we we get sidetracked with with the 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 swag and all the kind of stuff we can pick up from the booths. But actually the approachability of a business and the kind of even the kind of people as you said you have there, do you have engineers that are coming to self-develop and just meet up and hang out? Or is it all you know the same type of person? I think if you can create um you know a snapshot of your business at a booth where someone maybe hasn't come across you guys before or has just heard the name and hasn't seen what you guys are actually like in real life it has such a big impact on on you know not just adoption but also what people say about you and what people feel about you as a business just just on that i guess there are many people listening to this when it goes out that if they haven't fallen asleep from my voice yet um that are interested in in finding out more about you guys how, how would you you know, what would you say to someone that maybe was interested in, in finding out more? Maybe, maybe it is a female in the industry that's, that's interested in having a conversation. What would you say, um, to people that, that do want to find out more about you? Where, where are they going to be able to see you or come and talk to you this year?
1: Um, well, we are going to be in great force. 20 of us are coming to KubeCon, uh, which is a lot out of a 16 person yeah, company. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, we are, um, relaunching our website, um, looking for, you know, towards, um, um, KubeCon, uh, we have, uh, an Instagram channel as well, which, uh, which, which, kind of depicts the life, life at Giant Swarm as we like, because we're, we're a very lighthearted, um, you know, accepting company and, and, um, and, and I think that kind that shows in the pictures uh, of of when we you know what we do on our off hours or when we get together. Um, yeah. And 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 the and we are uh, completely distributed. So uh, just find somebody from Giant Swarm, a LinkedIn, tap us on the shoulder. I you know. My good money is on the fact that that person will meet you for a coffee if that's what you're interested in. uh you can find us on you know a lot of us are on Twitter, so we're very very approachable in all of that aspect both on a company and at a personal level.
0: yeah, that's cool. I did actually check out your Instagram. it's good i um I like it a lot it just gives off a good vibe so uh yeah that's cool um I think we've we've covered quite a lot from my side um to be honest i'm I'm really excited to see you guys go from strength to strength this year obviously looking forward to meeting up with maybe not all 20 of you at the same time I'll be a bit intense but um it'd be good to say hi to a few of you at kubecon Cube, at and um i wish you guys all the best with with continued growth and expansion and um as i said i'm really excited to be able to officially announce our collaboration at our first internal event on diversity as you said which is really really personally close to you but equally to me and, and to our company as well i think we we emulate a lot of the, the qualities of of a lot of our customers which is simply we are we're a small team we're all passionate about what we do but we, we value each other and we want to we want to grow and do different things so um it's a really nice sort of crossover for me personally but i'm looking forward to hopefully creating a whole series of events off the back of this diversity event so um i guess watch this space but thank you so much for coming on and i really appreciate your insights and um and your time and what must be a very busy day today being one of only 50 something people so thank you very much
1: thank you thank you for having me <laughs>
0: Давай! No